Hello, everyone. This is BJ Foster, and you're listening to Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul. It is our journey around the world where we hear incredible stories and we're on the lookout for the hand of God. Now, we don't get to choose our testimony, but we are called to share the journey. Let's do this thing. Hello, hello, everybody. It's good to have you with me another week. I just want to take the time, as always, to say thank you. Please know I do not take it for granted that you give me your time every week and you sit and you listen. I'm so very thrilled that you're on this ride with me. We're going to do something slightly different this week. Uh, Usually I do my recap, but we're not going to be recapping this week because, you know, I always want my guest to show up in the best of light. And we're going to pause the interview that we did last week and come back at that at another time. So we're going to go about this different. So today you're really just going to sit and listen to some of the things God's placed on my heart. When I made the decision to pull that that interview, I was like, okay, God, well, what am I going to talk about then? And he said, BJ, please. Are you kidding me? We just had Easter Sunday. What are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about the power of the resurrection. And I went, oh, oh okay, I can do that. Hey. <laughs> but you know, it, the resurrection is interesting. As Christians, we know that this is the Christian holiday. But yet the effort, the emphasis that we place on it boggles my mind. It is a once a year event. And it really should be a lifetime event. I think about the power of the resurrection when Paul mentions that in in Philippians 3.10, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering. I look at that and I go, do we really understand the power of the resurrection? You know, as I was preparing for this today, God placed something kind of heavy on my heart. And when that happens, I tend to balk at it first and go, God, I don't know if that makes sense. (laughs) Who am I to tell God something doesn't make sense? But I'm just being real. (laughs) That's the kind of conversation I have with God. I go, God, are you sure? Because that doesn't make sense. He said, BJ, (laughs) it is easier to die than it is to live. And I was like, what? It is easier to die than it is to live, than it is to resurrect. And the more I thought about that, the more I prayed on that, the more I meditated on that, it began to make sense. I think about how much of my life has been spent in dead places, places where, ah, this is too hard. I'm just going to give up places where I don't want to deal with this. So I'm just going to quit. Those are dying places. And God is saying, I want you to live, but in order to resurrect, you're going to have to work at it. 
I don't know about you. I don't like the sound of that. (laughs) There's something about having to work at it that kind of makes you want to just cringe, right? You know, it's been, the month of March has been an incredible month for me. I'm just amazed at what God is doing with my life. Just really amazed. But we've had International Women's Month and God has blessed me with the opportunity to to share with women all over the world over the course of this last month. But it's so amazing. All the questions are pretty much the same. How do I do that? But that's going to be hard. Well, that's going to be quite scary. I listen to those and I go, those are the things, those are the trappings to keep us dead rather than resurrected. You know, my speaking engagements obviously have all been around rebound. And I really didn't make the correlation until I started speaking to all of these women that a rebound is simply us resurrecting. God is saying, get up. I need you to fight to get up. You've been down too long. You know, I look at Jesus deliberately going to the cross. But yet, the cross is not where he ended. And I'm going to say something now that I know some people you're going to want to just click off the, you know, the podcast right now. I beg you, don't do that. You're going to say, oh, that's sacrilegious and that's blasphemous. I promise you it is not. But I believe some of us, most of us, we spend way too much time at the cross and not enough time at the resurrected the point of resurrection. We find ourselves wailing, mourning, crying, deflated over the sacrifice of Christ. And I am so indebted and grateful for the sacrifice of Christ. Please don't get me wrong. I know I'll get letters. I know I'll get all sorts of people writing and calling going, I can't believe she said that. Please hear what I'm saying. God did not allow his son to die on the cross without being raised to life. We do it a disservice if we leave Jesus in the tomb. How many of our lives have been left in dead places? in tombs. I really had to check myself. I'm always speaking to me. When I do these, I'm speaking to me. You guys are just listening in. (laughs) But I look at my life and I go, my life consisted of way too many dead places. Too many dead things that I had wrapped myself around, embraced, nurtured, cuddled. Places of bitterness, and anger those are dead places 
And even if you have a justifiable reason for being there, there's still dead places. And God has been saying, BJ, get up, resurrect. I don't want you to stay there. I don't know about you, but I would dare to venture to say there are dead places in your life that you've been holding on to. And I believe God is calling all of us to the power of the resurrection. But are you willing to do the work? You know, you guys know the, the work that I do. I love my job, but it's, it's bittersweet. It's awesome, and it's hard, and it's heart-wrenching at times. And we had a situation last week, you know, it was pretty devastating. Two kids I've been working with, and, you know, you see things fall apart, and your heart just breaks. But nothing they couldn't overcome. It was just going to be hard. But mom chose to instead pull them out of school, move them, so they can start over someplace else. Mom chose not to allow them to go through the hard things they needed to go through in order to resurrect. They're going to go through it in another school. They're going to hit the same wall. But this time they're doing it without people who are on their side. Guys, I wonder how often we've run Instead of resurrecting, we're running. We're moving from one dead place to another. God is asking us to resurrect. I think about Lazarus. And he says, Lazarus, come out. I always thought that was interesting. He didn't send anyone in to get Lazarus. Lazarus had to make the first move. He had to do the work. Jesus simply said, Lazarus, come out. And Lazarus had to figure out how to hobble outside of that tomb. Once he got outside, Jesus said, now help him by removing his grave clothes. Guys, God's got people in position to help us, but we first must do the work of resurrecting. We've got to be willing to choose life over death. And I know it's hard. I know it is hard. I was working with the sister literally right before going to record this. And she's going through some devastating life challenges right now. And she said, BJ, I, I know you're right. I know you're right, but this is hard. I said, sister, if it wasn't hard, everybody would be doing it. I know it's hard, but it's so well worth it. Everything that you want is on the other side of that struggle. But you've got to first choose life. We have been choosing the wrong thing for so long that it feels right, if you know what I mean. 
You just choose the wrong thing over and over and over again that it feels, it literally feels right. I mean, hey, I can eat some Haagen-Dazs butter pecan ice cream all day long and it feels perfectly fine. As long as I do a squat every now and then. I know it's not right. <laughs> but after doing it for a lifetime, it starts to feel right. Examine yourself. Take a good long look in the mirror. An honest look, that is, in the mirror. And ask yourself, what am I doing that I have been doing for years that feels right? But in actuality, it's keeping me in a dead space. Guys, I don't know about you. But I know God has been doing some incredible things in my life. I feel for the first time alive. Well, that's not true. I won't say for the first time. But I feel like I am alive in Christ. I feel like I am walking in oneness, atonement at one with God. And it is freeing beyond imagination. I don't know how to, I don't know if I could ever go back to choosing death once I've tasted what life tastes like. I'm asking you, begging you, pleading with you, join me on this journey of choosing life, choosing to resurrect. I believe that is the Christian life that God wants for all of us. And I believe way too many of us have been living a life short of that. We have been fighting the good fight of faith. And I applaud that. But God is saying, are you fighting the fight itself? Not just the fight of believing. But are you fighting the fight? Are you making the effort? Are you willing to do the work? I think about what he says in in, in John when all the disciples deserted Jesus and wanted to leave and he says hey to Peter what about you? Do you want to go too? And Peter says dude to whom else can I go? Where can I go? You are the one and only living God. I ask, where else can we go? Where else can we go? That same question that Jesus asked Peter is the question he's asking us. You can stay dead in this grave that I died to resurrect you from, or you can choose to come out of the tomb. You know, the crazy thing is about a tomb is that you you, you feel safe, enveloped in it, but it will keep you down rather than lift you up. You know, we are coming out of a harsh winter right now. Well, (laughs) let let me clear that up. Harsh to me. I'm a Southern California girl. So to all of the Nevadans out there, all you Reno people, (laughs) 
You're probably laughing at me going, BJ, ain't nothing harsh about this winter we just had. To me, it was harsh. I look outside my back door and I'm surrounded by mountains and a canyon right in the back. And what, two weeks ago, those mountains were totally white, covered in snow. And now it's completely, well, almost completely melted off. Why? Spring has resurrected. Spring has sprung. Things that looked dead a few weeks ago now are showing the signs of life. Why? Because underneath all of that cold, hard dirt, life was fighting and pushing through. Guys, I look at nature and I go, God is trying to show us something. Are we fighting, trying to push through? Are we really trying to resurrect? Or are we lying in dead places, wondering why God has not come in to pull us out? He said, Lazarus, come out. But it was up to Lazarus to do the work. I pray, I pray that you're going to be willing to do the work. I'm working my end. I pray you're willing to work yours. Is it scary? Absolutely. Is it tiring? Absolutely. But God is saying, I am not asking you to do it alone. All I'm asking of you is that you trust me. Put one foot in front of the other and keep moving. I did not die for you to stay in the tomb. I died and I rolled back the stone so that you could come out. So brothers, sisters, this is the week we choose to come out. You can do this. I can do this. It will take encouraging each other. It will take crying at times. It will take some stumbling. I'm sure Lazarus did not come out of the tomb pretty. I'm sure there was some tripping going on. (laughs) I'm sure he was hobbling and looking like a fool at times. But he came out. We've got to be willing to come out. All God is asking is that we come. So during the course of this week, whatever it takes, however ugly it may be, be on the lookout for the hand of God. It's time we resurrect it. Well, that's going to wrap up another week of recaps. Please join us next week for a whole new testimony on our podcast for the soul. Be on the lookout, guys, on Amazon for my new book, Rebound, Staging a Spiritual Comeback. And please follow me on Instagram, everybody. And until next week, be on the lookout for the hand of God. Play us out, Dave.